Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. On the line is Donica O'Leary, Sinn Féin spokesperson on education and skills. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Donica. How are you? Not too bad, Niall. So. Busy day in the Dáil, I imagine. Um, particularly at the moment with this headline that I'm reading in the Irish Independent. And it says that uh, there have been discovered errors with the Leaving Cert calculated grade systems. Now, I've just looked as well that RTE in the last 20 minutes put up a tweet, but then took it back down again, saying that RTE News, News understands the errors identified by the Department of Education affect about 10% of this year's 61,000 Leaving Cert students. What's going on, Donica? It's absolutely extraordinary, Niall, to be honest with you. And it really is. Like, I mean, look, in terms of education, we've had issue after issue, uh, particularly relating to the Leaving Cert. I think, you know, I was in there listening and I was absolutely astounded. But I imagine students who did the Leaving Cert this year were even more astounded. And among them, there will be hundreds of students who were downgraded, felt that they were unfairly downgraded and missed out on the university place. So for those, I suppose they will be hoping that there is some prospect that whatever flaws in the method, in the algorithm were there, and they've yet to find out some of the That's what I'm saying. That. Have they given, has Norma Foley given any indication, Minister for Education? Now, I know she's going to make an announcement at four o'clock today with the official State Exams Commission, um, but have they given any indication as to what the error was, what part of this algorithm it is? Because they've been asked to be transparent about this algorithm, and nobody yet, yet has seen this algorithm. Well, yes, no. Like, I mean, look, it really should have been published long before the results came out. Um, but that wasn't the case, unfortunately. And I think it would have been. I think we spoke about that before. The minister says uh, she will make an announcement at four. I don't think that that's enough. She needs to come before the trial. She needs to be questioned. And um, there are there are countless questions. So, as you say, like, I mean, students who were downgraded, will they, uh, by the standardisation, will they potentially now be able to get courses if they are brought up to the point that would allow them to access well, that. Well, it might be a bit late for late. that. It's a bit late well, now for I, that, isn't it? I, w- I would hope that it wouldn't be, and I'm sure that uh, that there will be many that will consider uh, what options are available to them, and I don't think that the Department of Education would have a very strong case in fighting against those students if they were to say, well, look, the standardization brought you down, there was errors in it, you got the points, but look, you're going to have to wait till next year. I'm not what, sure what, that carry But it, what, what happens if the error is the opposite way around? What happens if the error gave some people too many points? And then they weren't actually entitled to courses that they're on. Then we well, were in an awkward situation, aren't we? Absolutely. And I do think that that's, uh, like, I mean, people will, I, I think there's the possibility that people will be brought down, albeit the reports that we've heard so far, and this is just speculation, Niall, I suppose, at this point, uh, is that that is less likely to be the case than uh, people... Uh, Need to be upgraded, yeah. being, Well, yeah. not so much upgraded, but their downgrading being reversed. Uh, but, but in those instances, like, I mean, I don't think it's fair either at this point in the game to uh, say to a student who has potentially booked accommodation and started their course that you have to pull out of it. The solution from the start, we believe in Sinn Féin, should have been focused on third level, separate out the, uh, like, I mean, you know, try and create as many places as possible for high competition courses. The university should organise assessments. We believe the solution was there. Obviously, that's not the approach that was taken by the department. But now that we're at this juncture, I believe the solution is once again at third level and is about maximising places. I don't know that it will be a huge number. Um, some speculation seems to be suggesting that there's about eight or 900 of the 6,000 that would, miss, would have missed out on college courses. That's yet to be confirmed. These are the questions that we need answers from Minister Foley from. Uh, and we need to know how, the, how did these come to light. Like, I mean, look, we, we got briefings on this, and I was always 
satisfied with the briefing, but we were told that there was oversight and all the rest of it. But, sure, it, shouldn't, it, but it shouldn't have got to this point, right Donica. After. I mean, we, we've seen what happened in, in the UK, in England in particular, uh, Scotland, Northern Ireland. I mean, all these mistakes were made. We, we had three, essentially, other countries around us who made all these mistakes before we did. Um, so it shouldn't have got to this point. I mean, surely we have some of the best people, uh, you know, in the land that would have been working out this algorithm that made it fairly foolproof, uh, that it wouldn't, we wouldn't have come to this point. Well, look, I mean, as I say, like, I mean, what the, what the Taoiseach said to us earlier was that this came to light because of independent oversight. You would have imagined, like, I mean, look, if it had been published, then statisticians across the state could have looked at themselves and offered an opinion, but that didn't happen. But if there was independent oversight, why is it coming to light afterwards? Surely yeah. that should have happened before the results were given out. Uh, it's quite extraordinary that we're in the situation that students have potentially booked accommodation and all the students have had to make other plans and maybe they didn't get any courses and different things like that uh, and that we're now dealing with... Or took their second preference which might be 40 miles away or something like that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Exactly. Excellent. Well, look, just, just finally before you go, I, I just want to I, I just slightly off the subject slightly, and, and hopefully, by the way, the minister will be making an announcement today at four o'clock with an official from the state exams commission. So all those parents are a little bit concerned, and all those students were concerned out there too. You might get some answers at about four, four o'clock today. But I'm sure this uh, particular story will roll on for a few days anyway. Uh, but in relation to the special COVID committee, I know this is not maybe your expertise. I did get a text earlier on, Donica, saying that people were disappointed um, with Sinn Fein in general. Uh, who essentially would be the opposition party, that they're not asking enough questions. Uh, do, you, do you feel Sinn Féin, you know, being a member, obviously, yourself, well, do you believe that you're doing enough when it comes I to do. COVID-19 and all the different aspects of it in relation to healthcare and, and non-COVID healthcare and everything, that, and in relation to payments and finance? Are Sinn Féin doing enough to challenge the government on the decisions they're making? Or the government really have a free run at this? I believe absolutely, Niall. And, like, I mean, I think you'll find many people that believe uh, that to believe the opposite, to believe that we're, we're saying too much. So, look, I mean, you'll have different opinions on this. But, look, from my point of view, I didn't see the COVID committee earlier. I was actually in an education committee meeting. But, look, I mean, the government brought forward a winter plan. It fell far short of what we were advocating for a winter plan. I, myself, have produced a document about how we ensure that schools remain open. We also produced uh, an alternative in terms of the stimulus. So, like, I mean, look, what we're doing is we are asking the hard questions uh, of governments and of the authorities but what we're also doing is producing alternatives and we're producing details of those alternatives uh, because that's what opposition is about. We're not just, uh, we are going to be raising issues and where there are failures, we will be angry about them uh, and we will demand uh, transparency, we will demand change. But uh, are, we, are you, are you ensuring... Our own yeah. I mean, in relation to keeping the schools open, this is going to be the most important thing for most parents because schools not being open affects parents as well indirectly because it's difficult for them to get to work and all other kind of permutations to that. I mean, we heard yesterday the COVID committee, the amount of children who had COVID-19, not that it affects them generally directly anyway on a very rare occasion, but obviously they could transmit it to other people. But are we sure that there's things in place to make sure that those schools stay open, even if we have, you know, a few cases in the school? Because we're now what we're seeing in Northern Ireland particularly are schools closing for, say, two cases in an outbreak and a school is closing for two weeks. That, we, can't, we can't have that happen here, can we? We need a lot more uh, to make schools fully safe and to ensure that they stay sustainably open and that they stay safe. Like, look, the reason that reopening schools is so hard is because we have the most overcrowded uh, classrooms in Europe. We have an education system that has underfunded, understaffed and overcrowded. So what we've outlined in our plan uh, is a €700 million Euro fund uh, focus on increasing space, uh, whether that's through modular units, whether that's through rental of space, 
uh, or whether that's through construction, construction. Yep. Uh, in, the, in the more medium term, as well as the staff that's required to it. So we need the tax phase element. We also need to make sure that parents are supported in making the right decisions. So what we need is expansion of emergency leave so the parents aren't out of pocket if they make the correct decision to keep a child out because they have symptoms, which is the right decision by their family and by their children. And so to make sure they get paid as the parent gets paid as well, obviously. Well, exactly. if if, yep. they, they need to, nobody should be in a situation where they make that decision and they could potentially be out of pocket. So they need well, people are making those decisions for financial reasons, unfortunately, at the moment. But listen, I've run out of time. and I'll get you on maybe again to talk to us a little bit more about that, Dunica, because I think it's very interesting. Right. Parents want to know the answers to those questions. Listen, thank you very much indeed for joining us today. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.